Welcome to As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio, where every week we talk about one Alkaline Trio song. And this week, it's Crawl. If uh, Jamie wasn't trying to take a nap in the other room, I would totally do the masky the yelling crawl. Crawl you know, I kind of, I've been getting into uh, using cans when I record now, so it's kind of nice to be able to hear your own voice, you know, when you really want to just hit that, like, kind of that that scratch on crawl. Like, I know yeah, what's yeah, yeah. working. I know what's mm. working for me, and what's working for me is welcome to As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio. Oh, my goodness. Here we are. We're back. We're back, baby. His name is David. Correct. My name is Tim, and this is my house, and we play by my rules, except when our Patreon pledgers give us the rules. I uh, I like this little change-up to that, too, that you did. Well, first of all, I was like, am I on the outs with David? What's going on here? I yeah. text you on Wednesday because... I don't know if you heard about this, America, but it was like mad cold in Chicago. Pretty cold. I'm going stir crazy at like noon. I already like caught up on all the wrestling that happened the two days before. It's it's a little rote to cl- complain about the weather, but I do think that the past week of like it's either going to be negative 20 or if it's going to be above freezing, it's going to be snowing a lot really did a number on me just feeling like an active, productive human being. It was super weird because I like staying inside, but something flipped in my brain where I was just like, "Oh, uh, but when it's not, I don't know what I don't know what to do. It's twelve. I could read, or I could watch more TV, or I could make more coffee, or I could do something. Yeah, I don't you, know what to do. That's the thing for me is like I felt like I kind of worked through the days, so that helped, but. There was part of it that's like when I don't have the option to go do something like on Thursday, maybe it was Wednesday, I went to go to my bank and the doors were frozen shut. Mm-hmm. So I just went home. Oh. Like that was I was just like, I'm going to go get rent money. I'm just I need to feel productive. Yeah. And I was thwarted by the world. Like that's a very unique type of just like despair. You know, I put the boots on the dogs just so they can go out in the back mm-hmm. to do their business, not like we're going on a long walk, and I'm bundling up so that I can stand in the doorway. Yeah, it's oof, bad. But we had the idea of, hey, you know, we were we were bummed out that we missed out on the, on the Patreon poll a couple weeks ago. What if we try this? And so we said, hey, comment with the song that you want to hear and the winner well the winner of this contest mm. the person that we pick at random is going to select the four songs from the list yep. that go into the poll and then i text the idea to david no response i don't know what i did i don't know why i like pissed this guy off we've never i've never you've never been mad at me right yeah no i've never been mad at you uh, except that time you brought Jeremy Palm over here and yeah, he, he just true. talked over the, the song that I wanted to talk about. Uh, big deal, you're from California, you're in Touche Amore. Um, but we had a poll. We had a poll that went up 
and it was uh, it was the selections were chosen by our good friend Mike. And when you say good friend, it's like, oh, what are you are you stacking the deck here? No, anybody who pledges to us on Patreon, patreoncom slash as you were, I consider them all good friends. Likewise, great so, people. Mike's own selection uh, was for your lungs only, which started out hot. Mm-hmm. Started out pretty hot along with five three ten four. Mm-hmm. And goodbye forever. I mean, stacked so far. Stacked so far, and doing not a bad four-way race going on here and then crawl mm-hmm. oh my god just went away and mike was like you know i thought maybe i could put the three worst songs and then for your lungs only but then then what would happen and i was like all right sure 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 but picked four winners we got a winner we got the winner and it's crawl i would also like to point out uh you texted me this idea I sent you a screenshot of what I received, which was not the idea, just, just silence. Nothing. And you sent me a screenshot of you sending me the idea and me not responding. So that was a really weird thing that happened uh, for reasons I don't fully understand. Well, I don't know if you heard this, but uh, the weather in Chicago was pretty crazy. Um, so crawl. Crawl, decisive victor over three very good contenders. All of these songs l- would love to talk about. Yeah. We will at some point. Uh, yeah. Great picks, everybody. Thanks for, for doing that. This was a really fun experiment. It's cool to see, to, to have it run this way. We'll probably do it again sometime. Um, but crawl. Let's get into it, Tim. Yes, let's. Because when I listened to it a couple times yesterday, only to confirm what had been brewing in in my head as I as I think about this band in my free time is this is now this is first of all this is a record that I came in pretty hot on yes not the biggest from here to infirmary fan I think that it's got a lot of gaping holes in it this isn't one of them I my opinion of from here to infirmary is I, I've got a lot of positive affection for this record there's some stuff I don't like the biggest thing I don't like is the drum production because the cymbals are clipping in a lot of spaces, which I wish I knew how and why that happened. But because I came to it when it was released and I didn't know enough about audio quality, like that's just what this record sounds like to me. It has this weird mm-hmm. fucking production thing to it. And on a song like this, I could not imagine hearing it any other way. It's just the kind of hissiness, the kind of like just grossness to it fits it so well yeah i mean his like crash symbol sounds like one of those like little guys that you got on the top of your bass splash Uh (laughs) uh-huh um yeah real bad thing happening there uh but also i want to say like on this record you know i don't there's a lot of dan songs that i think are good this mm. one's fucking great. This is the best album closer the Alkaline Trio ever put out. There, now, there's going to be a lot of people coming at us about radio. Oh, yeah. Which You want to listen to that song again? I don't need to. Here's the thing. Is I've, <laughs> I've had probably the most up and down relationship with that song mm-hmm. of any of theirs, right? Um, well, it's easy. The moment, the moment you... It's the most well, easily like, identifiable. Right, right, I get it. And it's like it's it's the one that I know people who do not know anything else by this band but know that song somehow, which is 
weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crawl is just like such a unique little song too for for how much open space I feel there is in it. Yeah. You know, this isn't, it, it's that kind of go home closing track. It's like a great closer, but it doesn't immediately come into view as that. It takes a little time. It, it, it's it's a record or it's a song that I think is, is nice because like unlike radio, which is such an instant gratification thing. Mm-hmm. This feels like a great standalone song. Yeah. Not having to necessarily close an album. It's why I think when they play it live, they can kind of slot it in wherever and it just feels good. Well, it's kind of, it's an interesting track when you think about it in terms of From Here to Infirmary. Think about Matt's guitar playing on From Here to Infirmary. It's so octave heavy i mean starting off with private eye yeah it just screams throughout the entire thing i feel like you know every song that has um maybe with the exception of like mr chainsaw which comes in with a guitar intro that's not like octave based sure this in comparison this is so low down all of the movement that's happening it's you know still rooted in like kind of an open yeah. Chord. Well, it's, it's very restrained mm-hmm. on a record where he's not that at all. Yeah. Um. And, and I like a lot of his playing on this record because it. I do too. It, it's so overstated it's, and it's like very stylistic. He's really, yeah. really got like a language that he's kind of developed. I mean, even a song like Trucks and Trains, which is really weird playing from him, I think sets a mood really nicely. Mm-hmm. But this is such a bass and drum song. This is a song where like. If you took the guitar out of the mix and the verses, I wouldn't miss anything. Yeah, which is kind of wild when you consider, because if you actually focus on the guitar, there's so much movement there happening. Is. But you don't on feel top it. of it, it's just no, 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 no. Yep, yep. It's it, all underneath that. It's it's some of the most restrained playing he's done. I would I would say between like. You see some of that in the very, very early material. I'm mm-hmm. talking about like 97, week, yeah, week, sure, th- sure. that type of stuff where he is not necessarily just hammering on chords. You see a little bit of it on some Crimson stuff, but that's really, there's so many layers going on. Well, what I think of is this, a song that uh, we've already talked about that comes from this time that sounds like a song that Matt kind of farted out, which is Hell Yes. Sure, totally. Very similar intro to it, and if you kind of if you were to take the Hell Yes intro and distort it, it would remind you of a lot more sure, of Crawl. Sure, sure, I think that's fair. And I, But I think what makes those two songs, two of the standouts from this era for me, and probably two of uh, my favorite songs of the Mike Falumley era is because of how good his drumming is on these two songs. Because yes. it's so... Unlike a lot of the other ones, which I would say he's a good drummer, uh, but I think on this record is trying to play like someone else because Glenn was so busy. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's often taking himself a bit out of his element. The His drum work on Hell Yes and his drum work on Crawl is the most it feels like him, and it feels like the most him bringing himself into this band. Absolutely. Because I don't think the drummers on either side, Glenn or or Derek, would play either of those songs that way organically. No, because the intro to it, what Mike kind of brings to that is a lot of cymbal work, hi-hat, 
that crash, that ride symbol, those are the things that are kind of getting the most uh, the most thought, the most action. He's keeping a steady beat, but like that's where it's hitting and it's got this like raining down effect. And you listen to Derek and Derek would be putting a lot of like smart little fills in between. Yeah. There's like no fills in this song. Yeah. It's he's just, not a fills guy. I don't think he's ever been. You go back to the Smoking Popes. He's very straightforward. He's very restrained. And, you know, this does have a feel that is, it's not unlike the Smoking Popes, especially yes. like Born to Quit era. No, totally. Like, this is an early era Smoking Popes kind of track, mm-hmm. which makes sense. I think that band was very influential on Dan. I think you can see more of that in his songwriting. He's got that Western Suburbs, Carpentersville, yes. baby. Uh, but also, I think what is kind of cool about this is one of the only songs that Dan wrote during his tenure with the Alkaline Trio that reminded me of Tuesday a little bit. Like having a little more open space, a little more vocal-driven verse, less about the riff, less about you know, uh, kind of pummeling through it, and, and then having the chorus that kind of explodes, which was kind of a hallmark of his writing when he was on Tuesday, yeah. really. Um, so this song has always felt really singular. It feels kind of divorced from the album, and it's, it's one of only, I think, two songs where Dan has a closing track on an Alkaline Trio record, so like two out of nine is, you know, kind of crazy. And it's it's wild to consider, too, that this is also, this is the first time that Dan gets a closing track. And I feel like it's a bit of a statement at this point because Dan, even though he had the title track yes. on the previous LP, it's still, it's still more of like, all right, this is Matt's band with the guy who contributes a little bit mm-hmm. and it's not like the ratio is up significantly no but a closing track is a is a big statement yes and I, I i do think it's a big statement and i do think this is the interesting record where i think a lot of people have a lot of affection for dan songs on this record mm-hmm. because i think they do stand out s- not in such a stark way as his songs on maybe i'll catch fire do but in such a way where they're a little more playful, you know, I would say like I'm dying tomorrow, take lots with alcohol. They're a little more fun. He's mm-hmm. being a little more of the fun guy this time around. But this song is, is really kind of, it's dark in such a markedly different way from the rest of from here to infirmary. It's a very glassy song, yeah. you know, it's like very much the cover of that record. Mm-hmm. And it really coming off of a couple days of, sleeping with uh, a couple blankets and bundling up to uh, exit your room because your living room has so much more space to get cold inside. Mm -hmm. I fucking felt this one. And I'm not even talking about the booze stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, so much of this record, his writing on this record is the most, this and Maybe I'll Catch Fire is the most I've ever, he was ever kind of like writing about being in Chicago. Yeah, I felt in in two kind of different ways where I think the Maybe I'll Catch Fire one is is such a kind of romanticized version. And this one feels much more like just kind of, okay, this is what it's like. This is what, yeah, this is. This is almost mundane, Uh you know. He's not overstating anything. He's being, uh, where Maybe I'll Catch Fire clearly from the title on down is very like 
pronounced. Yeah. Grand declaration. Crawl is like, am I waking up at all today? Right. Yeah. This is the, uh, you know, if if I'm dying tomorrow is the uh, stay out till sunrise drinking on the rooftop. Crawl is when you wake up at one in the afternoon and you're like, ah, oh, shit. Uh, yep. Now I'm like 25 and hangovers are real yes oh i think it's very much that and i think it's so much of like him kind of really showing a strength of him as a vocalist like i've always loved him as a vocalist but like the way he holds some of those notes of like am i waking up at all today or like Mm -hmm. you know feeling pain and security like there's just these very subtle inflections in his voice that are so evocative in a way that um Matt was always Matt doesn't do that as much. Yeah, well I I think that Matt he doesn't really have like the adeptness of um of Dan because I think when we think about Dan's vocals, I mean one of the things that we focus on is the lisp. Yeah. And the kind of funnier moments that come out when when Dan has like some difficulties with pronunciation sure or you know just the fact that he's different in like a soft way Mm. and this is one of the times where he's really able to just get into like a baritone state that's kind of like you know you listen to like 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 Glenn Campbell or like those country singers who are able to just like get into this like real state of just disliking yourself so much feeling like the world is falling apart and he Dan doesn't really get into here too often but it's very very powerful and evocative no totally and I he's one of those people that like I think this song to me when I was listening to it in preparation for this and thinking about what I, I love of his work and I love a lot of it is like, I've said before that I think good morning, he's in such a zone. Mm -hmm. And I think this song really sets that up nicely. This one's a little more rocky than some of the stuff he does on that record. But like, this feels like such it's in the lineage of blue Carolina and, you know, just like, uh, I blank out every thug needs a lady like that kind of couple it like I yeah. feel like this is kind of almost a test for that I, I, I think that it's also um, you know to me the strongest songs for Dan are um, on this record it's it's crawl and uh, it's he likes to act like he's all grown up and blanking on the name of the fucking oh, song uh, right now another innocent girl he doesn't do that song ever again mm-hmm. you know maybe she took him to the lake is kind of a story sure, but sure, sure. um this one too where he i feel like he's able to take what is kind of just a pretty basic pronounced feeling of you know i drank too much the night before uh maybe if i can get myself into the kitchen i got an extra high life and i'll feel a lot yes. better yes what he's able to turn that into of just this literal crawl, this feeling of just like, oh my God, my body is dried out. I feel terrible. I'm going to die. And mm. and 
And it's just something basic, something simple. And he turns it into something that just has this prodding nature to it. Well, I, I mean, I think I think the lyrics fit that the tonality of this song. Like, to me, I, I said this to you before we started, and I think what's interesting about this one is the song has a good chorus. Mm-hmm. It's my least favorite part of the song. Yeah. And that's not, to, again, that's not saying it's bad. Good but chorus. it's just like, when I think of Crawl, I think of every other element. Yeah. And like, I think about how I can walk, but I will crawl there. Mm-hmm. That little build is not really the chorus. The chorus is the never ran away, you know, like, but that I will crawl there part is so fulfilling. It's it really all of is. like yeah. five to 10 seconds in the song. And that tiny palm mute that like, you can tell, you can tell that at a point early on, that was much louder. And yes. it was like, bring this down and like you know you only have to hit tiny bit harder yep i mean that's 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 great either communication within the band that's a great choice on skiba's part or that's great you know uh a great engineer and producer helping push them that way whoever Mm -hmm. decided that to be the way to play it was really really understood the heart of the song and i will say one of the things that i often um we don't talk about the live versions much, but I've seen them play this song a lot. And, and one of the most common things that occurs there, there's kind of two ad libs that they do both Matt and Dan, Matt, you know, in that I will crawl there part yells crawl there, which we alluded to. Mm-hmm. And normally I think that's kind of cheesy. Love, love it. Love it. Love, love it. it. Fucking great. Uh, Another year on the streets volume two, I believe yes. is the one that has it. And yeah, it's fucking awesome awesome it's like it's, anytime i hear it now if i'm in the shower listening to this song i'm yelling crawl no. there well i mean that's the thing is that speaks to the difference between matt and dan is dan can do that very subtle i will crawl there mm-hmm. and then matt when because i think matt's that kind of guy when he can really belt out those notes he makes you feel it in a different way and having him not necessarily it's almost like a callback to god damn it with like trading my bike for a shopping cart it's yeah. a little off mm-hmm. it's not really matching the tenor but it has so much character it has so much personality and i think matt kind of plays that role too of you know when when there are dance songs he finds his spots where he can be like Right, everybody. Yes, and sometimes He's it's like cheesy. flavor, flavor. Yeah, you know? totally. <laughs> um, Am I right, Chicago? Yeah, and it's like I love that. And also, one thing Dan does that I think is really interesting. We've not talked about the very end of the song, which I mm-hmm. I love. But he'll swap in lines from other songs. Yeah, I've seen him do Smith songs. I've seen him do Lawrence Arm songs. Well, Lawrence it's, Arm song. Um, which one is it? It's a. Uh, it's off ap- apathy and exhaustion. It's uh, one of the ballads, one of the Chris ballads. Uh huh. Brick wall views. So I'm like, hey, I think yeah, it's sure, sure. Views. Point being, I've seen him do it, and I'm like, oh, like it's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell he's having fun with this song. Yeah. In the same way that when he does, um, she took him to the lake and does the. I'm pretty sure that boy is doing fine fine tonight. Yeah, for I, sure. I love his little ad libs, and I love that because I think he's always been pretty good about showing his influence in a way that's not corny mm-hmm. and i like when he does that yeah um, I but think i anytime you see that it's generally a good thing it humanizes what you're hearing yeah he's also a fan of things yeah right but i do love the final lyrics in the song whatever the fuck they mean well yeah for sure it's it's not it's part of it 
it's part of the story that's hey, going on. You're part of it. <laughs> he should yell that <laughs> at the end. It would work so well. Um, it is seemingly, you know, part of the same conversation that he's uh, having with this person who uh, who who gave him a real rotten. Bless you. Sorry, I was trying to trying to wave you off so you could edit it out cleaner, but I fucked it up. Well, I uh, when I'm talking, I'm only focusing on the words as they come. I don't see anything else. Uh, it doesn't exactly fit in with the story that's being told, the you that is happening throughout this song. Mm-hmm. The idea that he's. Oh, Man, I just love I love it because it's like where does that come from? Who who said something to where you have to respond in that way? Yes. How does that come out? Are you being yelled about who your boyfriend is? Are you uh doing something a little bit sneaky behind yeah. the boyfriend's back? There I mean that's the thing is it's it's a very interesting way to end the record because I think so much of what Matt does when he's ending a record is like Here's the fucking period on the sentence, right? Mm-hmm. This is just like you just opened up a whole new box of questions, my man. Like, yeah. what is the what is the tone? What is the tenor? What is your what do you mean? When I first heard this, when I was like 11 years old, I was like, I'm a fucking loser. But now, uh-huh. you know, as years went by, I was like, man, that's such a cool device. The piano line is really nice in here because it. I feel like it would be really easier to just knock that up like five dBs and just let it take over. It's a it beautiful it, layer. It happens underneath, mm-hmm. and that's really, really nice. And the slow build, like this is another part where I think Mike's restraint is really beneficial here because you could see Glenn, you know, working the floor, Tom, to get here. You could see fucking... Well, as opposed to mm-hmm. a straight bill, that would be more mm-hmm. like a dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Yeah. Which is cool, and maybe works in a live setting, but this this song succeeds because everything's so pulled back behind Dan. Definitely. All the moves, all the flashy shit is hidden behind him. And he, his voice like gains a little bit at the end. Mm. But he's not yelling. He's yep. still very quiet, very like up against the wall, trying to keep calm while there's like some chaos happening underneath him. This is one of those songs too. They never really do this. They never do the like whole like scale freak out yep. thing yep. that like way too many bands are trying to do all the time now. But this would be a nice one where it would be cool to see them do this live where they're extending that part of it into like a noisier section where it's arrhythmic and yeah, I mean that's the thing. Sonic like, youth. They yeah. just did it for fifteen minutes. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, one of the things I like is that it does have a slight callback to a song that I think uh, is when they were more in that era of writing, which is I like my face off with that final piano hit that just sits for a long time. Uh huh. It's just like I kind of. And you hear them letting off the note and them finishing the session. Like, I love little shit like that. And I think it's nice because you don't normally see that in a song like this. This has such a, you're listening to just three people in a room kind of play it kind of vibe. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of this record has that, but this this just clues into like, these are just people doing the thing. It, it feels very human. It feels very authentic. 
and it just hits on a lot of what their strengths are at that period of time, you know? And it's not, Dan's lyrics are never super didactic. He can write about things that are very obvious, but I think he's he's got a level of poeticism to them that always makes you kind of want to read into it a little more. Yeah, and I think that this is a really shining example of, um, you know, one of his, his earliest examples of, of doing that and being able to make something out of something small. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder why they never did this again. Every other record except for, is it Agony and Irony has like a faster song to end or? Well, I mean, Agony and Irony has like a faster math song. Yeah. Crimson ends kind of slow and quiet with smoke. It's really only Agony and Irony from here to Infirmary. Everything else is like it's acoustic guitars or radio has that quiet intro. Yeah, and I mean uh, the one on My Shame is True, Till Death Do Us Part is kind of similar. Like this is a power pop ballad that doesn't, and we've discussed it's not very good. Yeah, I mean there's not a lot of songs that. Well, we've discussed it on Patreon, patreon.com slash I do work. But like, yeah, there's just, there's a lot of stuff that to me doesn't really work as well as this in part because it doesn't feel like it's trying too hard yeah well the demo for good morning which is available Mm. has an electric version of blue in the face which i've never liked it's not very good yeah like to go from that to where it ends up because i i do really like that as a song i think it's got great melodies it's got a lot of cool stuff if that was an electric song i do not think i would like it yeah it's it's best spot as an electric song i mean on that record you could replace fatally yours with it and yeah. nobody would be upset and but it's like what's a closer on that record though? right so never him playing it, right him but him playing it uh on an acoustic guitar it's very powerful and and it's the right decision to make i wonder i guess i just wonder like why they didn't try something like this to close a record very often after this is it just because everybody likes sorry about that everybody loves radio everybody yeah. loves you know all, all those types of tracks i mean it's entirely likely you know it was a winning formula and you know all these songs that we are saying aren't as good as this one i do like all of them to not all of them but most of them uh-huh. to to a fair degree but this is the one that i've not really tired of Right. Like all yeah. the other ones are like they hit me real hard when I first hear them. And then as the years wear on, it's like, yeah, it's cool. There's so- I think it's got a lot to do with the fact that there's nothing. There's no standout like guitar. There's, you know, nothing. There's still like questions that are left unanswered. It doesn't have like. Stop putting the bow on big it. Hall- yeah, exactly. And it doesn't have like big hallmarks, you know, it's got a it's got a good chorus. Um and hearing that live version where Matt is providing the backup vocal on that really boosts the chorus. Oh, and yeah. it's kind of hard to go back to just Dan on the chorus in the recorded version. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, that it doesn't have like it's got it's got a, a way of being played over and over again and not feeling like you're just hearing the same thing every time. Exactly. And I think I find new stuff in it every time I hear it. 
be it live or on the record, mm-hmm. um, which I can't say about all the others. Yeah. You know, there's there's still little things that I'm, I feel like I'm discovering or appreciating, I guess would be a better way to put it, the more I hear it. And unlike radio, which has just been pummeled into me. Yeah. Crawl still feels like something new. Well, here's what I'll say. I know that I ask you for ratings usually. Yes. But I'm giving this a five out of five. I don't think I would have given it a five out of five five years ago. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I I think that I've literally just since 2001, I've liked this song more and more and more and more. And this is a band where usually it's pretty straightforward. Usually you know what you get. No, I mean, this is one that if you would have asked me what I was going to give this even two weeks ago, I would have probably said four. Uh-huh. Just the way it sits in my brain. Listening to it and enjoying it as much as I did, it's it's a five. Like, I think this song is great. I think it's such a killer Dan song. And I think it just shows that it shows how essential every member is to this band at whatever point they're in it. And they are at their best. Yeah. Every single member is adding something really crucial. And I think that gets lost a lot of times in the discussion of it, you know, for obvious reasons. Right. But this is every single person carrying so much weight. And as a result, like, that's just, that's the perfect version of a band and a song they can write, whoever they are, when you can see a little bit of everyone touching it. No doubt. No doubt. Um, Hey, this was a lot of fun to talk about. This was a great pick provided to us, our Patreon pledgers. Big thanks to Mike for helping us put it together. Um, Huge apologies to the dude for having his song get passed over. Incredible disservice, but don't think that we are not so grateful for you and for everybody else out there pledging on Patreon and all the rest of you out there, no matter what, no matter how you're taking this in, um, we're really happy to have you be a part of it. We do it because we like to spend time together and talk. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that I always look very, very much forward to, and I like to be able to think about it in the time that we're not doing it, whether he texts me back or not. He's still my friend. Peter. <laughs> um, we encourage you to rate it. If it, Hey, people aren't rating this. Rate, rate it. it. Yeah. Write Do a you review like it? for it. Would you, would you say that we are the crawl of podcasts, a real five-star podcast? I think that um, I, from my understanding, um, in the podcasts that I listen to, people seem to say that rating it and uh, giving a good review is very good for the podcast. That's just my understanding. That's what I hear all the time. Um, so that's a way to support us. Another way to support us is through Patreon, patreon.com slash as you were. We just got the sharpest swag in. I can write it. Oh my God, it looks so good. Um, we got those coming out for our pledgers and we have some bonus audio content you can listen to us go long form on a number of topics uh participate in the next poll decide what we're going to talk about on the show i can't wait for that i can't wait for the next time that i get to see you david i know buddy and uh we will be here 
next week with a, uh, a barn burner of an episode. We look forward to sharing that with you, and uh, we will talk to you then. Thanks, Bubbles. Now I don't know, now I don't know.